Hi, welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by Fairhaven Health. Are you leaking between leaking breast milk in between feedings? Now you can collect that milk rather than throw it away in your breast pads. And today's episode is also brought to you by Sarah's Chill. Never worry about storing your breast milk or formula again. Sarah's Chill offers guaranteed convenience with their double-walled stainless steel container. And we will hear more from our sponsors later, but uh, at BadassBreastfeedingPodcast.com, we have a sponsor page. And if you can head there and see if you can give any of our sponsors your business, um, that would be great. They make this podcast possible. And while you're there, you can scroll down and enter your email address, and you'll get episodes sent straight to your inbox every Monday. Um, I promise you will. I send them out. <laughs> it happens. It will uh, happen. Yeah. And uh, now Diane has our review of the week. And it comes from iTunes and it's from Meg. She says, my favorite podcast ever. I am so obsessed. Thank you for always speaking the truth about nursing and parenting. My favorite episode ever is breastfeeding and bad habits. The energy I felt during that podcast from you is the same energy I have about a lot of breastfeeding parenting topics. When did it become acceptable to ignore our motherly instincts? I'm getting caught up on older episodes right now and I listen every day. I'm dreading the day when I'm completely caught up and have to wait for new episodes. Thank you again from this bed sharing breastfeeding mama that loves creating bad habits. And I picked this one today because I kind of felt like it almost went with what we were talking about today. And I know like we're talking about how breastfeeding changes over time, but a lot of those changes people kind of label as a bad habit. So yeah. I kind of thought like, hmm, right. Yeah. Like, did I do this? Right. Did I do something that's making them do this now? Are they still waking up because I'm breastfeeding them to sleep? Right. So now they're still or waking up. Or something's wrong or yeah. 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 So that was kind of why I picked that one. So we're going to talk more about that. But just want to say thank you, Meg, for leaving that on iTunes for us and for reaching out and telling us what your favorite episode is. I forgot about that one. I'll have to. And I like feel her so deeply. Like when the thing <laughs> that you're into is done, like, oh, I'm a huge Breaking Bad fan. And I go through whimpered through Breaking Bad again and then watched like Better Call Saul. And, all, and then the show is over. Like, I'm so depressed. I'm just like, right. what am I going to do with myself? Right. And it's like so sweet that our podcast is that to her, but I like feel that feeling so much. And it's like, oh no, there's only one more season left. And oh no, there's only a couple more episodes. Even though you know how that ends. But right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. You've seen it before, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. And then you're like, oh my God, why can't they just make it like seven episodes a day? Just spend millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars on making episodes and never let the workers go home. Yeah. Well, that anyway, will not I happen just had with to us. Share in that. Yeah. We will not be doing that. <laughs> but <laughs> we will. We do not know where we're ending. So we're still going to be here for a while longer. Keep listening. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. And, you know, leave us reviews and tell us what you like and episodes that you like and things that we can help with, questions, any of that stuff. We love it. And straight up, your reviews help us. Yeah, they do. And if you are listening to the parenting podcast, we also have a parenting podcast, Revolution Parenting. Um, so find that. And also please leave a review there because we don't have as many there and it really does help the podcast. And if you can take just a second to do that on iTunes, if you are able to, thank you. Yeah, we love it. Thank you so much. Now, should we talk about... 
how breastfeeding changes with age? Yeah. So yeah, the when the thing, the big thing that comes up for me a lot is how people constantly, and my friend who's in my inbox a lot, she knows exactly who she is. My friend. My, <laughs> she's my new friend, and I we talk her off a lot of cliffs. And you know, but it's the you know obviously the concerns that she has are concerns that everyone else has. I've heard before. Um, she's very concerned about the, you know, her baby went from nursing endlessly. You know how they do when they're new. Uh, they yes. go on and on and on and on. And you're like, oh my God, I have, you know, you see the memes, like I have to pee and now I'm a skeleton. And yeah. like, because they just don't <laughs> stop. Yep. And then suddenly one day they eat for five minutes and then they're off. And you're like, oh my God. They're not eating anymore. Oh my God, they're weaning. Oh my God, I must not have enough milk in there. I must, I don't know. And like, it's just like suddenly they're not on the boob as long. And so therefore something must be wrong. Mm -hmm. I, that is one of the biggest ones, honestly. And I always kind of like have to chuckle because I'm like, this is what we, you, this is the stage you wanted to get to. Right. When you are in the beginning and you're that skeleton (laughs) and you're like, oh, my God, I can't handle it. Like, it's so overwhelming. It's too much. And we're always like, I know it's normal. This is what babies do. But once they kind of get acclimated, like they're probably going to, you know, their feed times are going to shorten and things are going to be different. And then it's like people are going, oh, my God, they're not feeding for as long. What is wrong? So it's like you can't you can't win. Right. You hate it when it's too long. No, I know. Yeah. And when it's too short, you're like, what is going on here? But I always try to tell parents like, okay, how's your baby doing? Like, this is what we wanted to get to. Right. We wanted to get to this point. And it's very normal for you to have these questions because everybody questions it once they get to this point. But it's so funny when they say to me, oh, yeah, tons of wet diapers still pooping still um, gaining lots of weight. Like then we're we're good. Like we have to look at everything. You have to look at your baby. Don't just like look at what they're doing. Look at your baby. Are they are they fine? Yeah. And and it's also very, yeah, like this, they're not going to be spending hours upon hours at your breast like they do when a newborn forever. They're getting older. They're getting more efficient at eating. Their mouth muscles that they've been nursing with this whole time are super strong now. Mm -hmm. Their bellies are a little bigger. They can eat faster. They can take in more in a shorter amount of time. And they're not going to spend a lot of time there. But you know what the kicker is? At some point, they will. Then they'll go back to like, (laughs) I want to nurse all the time. And then like, if you then if you go nursing into toddlerhood and stuff like that, you're going to go through all kinds of changes there, too. Oh, my God. Why is it different now? Oh, my God. They're doing something different. Oh, my God. They're two years old and they want to nurse all day, Uh all night. What is wrong? I must have created this monster. I had that during the pandemic. Yeah, I had that a lot during the pandemic. People were like, now that I'm home every day working from home, my toddler wants to nurse all the time again. Like, yeah, you're home. Things are different. Things are changing. It's okay. You know, it's, it's, everybody evolves and changes, but your, your body is also going to change with that too, right? Like your milk supply is going to adapt to what the baby needs it to do. 
So you're not going to feel as full during the same time, which I think throws people off. Like your body and your baby just tend to like they work so well together Mm -hmm. that you're you're not feeling as full. Your baby's not feeding as frequently or as long. And it's like, what's happening? Do I not have any milk left? What's going on? Yeah. And now, so like, you know, evolutionarily speaking, like we are these conscious beings now that like can think and overthink and have these abstract thoughts and all this stuff. But like back when we didn't, we just did what our bodies did, right? This is what animals do. Animals aren't like, oh my God, I'm not making enough milk. Like they don't (laughs) know to say that, you know, they can't, they just, all they can do is operate off their instincts. But now we can, we can look and question everything. And there's a separation between like our brain and our bodies. And it's like the baby and the body are still talking just like they always have for millions of years. Mm-hmm. You know, just like all the other animals on the planet, your body and your baby are still having that conversation. And you're like, not a part of it. <laughs> you know, you feel like your brain's up here going like, oh, what's going on? And yeah. You don't know. You don't know that there's just like, you know, since the beginning of, of mammals conversation going on between the two of them. I had this kind of the same conversation with one of the pediatricians that I work with and she's a newer pediatrician. She's adorable. She's young and she seems to really appreciate what I tell the parents and, you know, like has when anything comes up, like whenever they question anything, she just like sends it to me, which, you know, I appreciate so much, but I had had a conversation with one of her families the other day about no pumping until about two weeks. The baby's feeding really well. Everything is fine. Let the baby in your body adapt to what the milk supply needs the baby for, you know, what the baby needs your milk supply to do. And then after about two weeks, you can start pumping if you want to, if you want somebody else to give a bottle, like whatever, you know, the situation may be. But try not to do anything like that for about the first two weeks. Let things kind of adapt. And she says, she goes, I noticed in your note that you told the parents not to pump yet. She's like, why, why did you tell them that? And she wasn't being like, why did you, you know, she was just like, what was re- the she reason? Know. She was that. never yeah. taught that. Exactly. So yeah, she, she doesn't have kids. Asked a question. Yeah, she doesn't have kids of her own yet. So I mean, she's like super young. So she doesn't have kids of her own yet. So she was like, "Why? You know, why? Why did you tell them that?" So I told her, and I said, "You know, a lot of times they'll come out of the hospital pumping, and nobody ever says to them, now that your milk is coming in, or once your milk starts coming in, stop pumping and let, just let the baby do the do his job. Like stop pumping. So then they end up with this oversupply, which is awful." And I said, people are under the impression that you need to keep pumping in order for you to have a milk supply to be sustained. So we've been doing this for a million years without pumps. Like if we just trust the process, it works. They didn't have pumps back in the, you know, like a million years ago. The animals don't have pumps. They just feed their baby. The baby tells your body, this is what we need. And that's it. We don't need all, we don't need that stuff. But like you said, there's that, there's that disconnect now that we just what, question yeah. all the things and like the medical, the medical. Yeah. Everything. And the we're medicalization just like, of everything. Yeah. And here's an example. Here's proof of all the things that I constantly say about how doctors are not taught about lactation. And here we have a nice young doctor that was like, Oh, I want to understand that. Mm-hmm. Not just like throw the notes or, you know, be like, well, that's wrong or just ignore it which is what the majority of them do. Right. And so this here is a doctor fresh out of medical school who was not taught about lactation. When are you going to believe me? (laughs) 
<laughs> and this is, you know, and there, she just wanted to do, because this happened, this family was a same-sex couple. So they wanted, like, the, you know, the other parent wanted to help feed because oh, yeah. they both wanted that connection, right? So they wanted to be able to do that. And that's, so they were, okay, when can we pump so that, you know, they the both other parent, want milk supply. Exactly. And um, I was like, okay, we need to give it a little time. So really they had asked, of course, they had asked the pediatrician, like, okay, we want to have, you know, we want the other parent to be able to feed and blah, blah, blah. So that's why she kind of had me step in. And then she was like, okay, why did you tell them what you told them? You know? So mm-hmm. what? Like she did not know, obviously. Right. And asked, no, no, no. which is great because we, we really don't like, we, we just kind of like throw information out there. And things do change. And that's one of the other things that really that really kind of impacts the breastfeeding behavior is things change so much or the breastfeeding relationship, I should say. What is happening with your baby when they're fresh out of the womb is not going to be what they're doing when they're three months old. And anything, no. anything that they do. No, yeah, I think we forget about how rapidly they're growing and they're changing at that age. You know, it's like, well, you know, when I'm, you know, 44, I'm pretty much the same as when I'm 45, you know, but that's not, there is a period of time when they're just born. That's the growth and the development is like astronomically fast. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're going through so many changes. So you know, you think, oh, my God, they're doing something different than they were doing last week. They are completely different than they were last week. Completely different. Yeah. Completely. They're at which, a completely different level, which is why those books that you get the books. I, you know, I don't like the books, but I like them. But w- just as, as far as like books that like talk about developmentally what's going on. That's why the chapters are so it's like, you know, one first week to second week. And then, you know, the chapter, the first chapter is just like the first week. That's what's going on, you know? And then later on, it's like toddler years are like one, you know, the all those years are in one chapter. But the first chapter is just like the first week. Yeah. Week one. Week one, your baby's doing this. Week two, your baby's doing this. But yeah. nobody ever talks about like how the feeding changes. The right. only thing they ever talk about is how much you should increase their intake. Oh, your baby's four months old. They should be taking this many ounces per feeding at this point. It's like, why don't we talk about what that feed looks like? Because this is based on a bottle feeding culture. Well, it's bottle. Right, exactly. So we don't talk about it. And then it it leaves parents going, well, what, why is my baby breastfeeding differently? Is this, is this okay? Is it wrong? And it's, it's not wrong, but parents need that concrete. And I know, especially me, like maybe there's parents out there that feel like, oh, my baby's changing. I can just kind of roll with it. I needed something more concrete. You know, mm-hmm. I needed I needed to be like, I really needed to know like, is this okay? And why is this okay? So I always try to tell parents like, this is what you're watching for. This is the reason why you're going to see it be different because your baby becomes more efficient or your baby is more awake or your baby knows what they're doing now. So you're going to have feeds that are less, you know, less frequent or shorter. Totally normal. They should know that. But they don't know that going into it. This is totally new for everybody. Yes. Baby to baby even. Totally yeah. new for everybody. Yeah. I mean, I'm going through that right now with Jack. And they're older, but it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, Jack is 10 and well, let's start. Exley's seven. By the time Jack was seven, he was like reading and writing 
and doing all speaking these elaborate sentences where people would look at me at playdates and be like, did he just say apparently? And I'm like, just ignore him. Like, don't, you know, he was just like really early with a lot of stuff. Actually, as I was just talking to his karate teacher and, and he, she was like, I feel like he should move up to the older kids now, but he's still developmentally. He's like, you know, with the like left and right, you know, he's still, he's still a little confused about left and right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but that's the only thing that really matters in karate. She was like, but I feel like that doesn't matter. But, but I was like, yeah, I mean, I see the same thing that he's like slower with the, and I hate saying slower because it's not, it's not a race. And there's no like, here's where you're supposed to be at any certain age. Like schools will have you believe. Right. You know, by this age, you should be reading. By this age, you should be writing. Except everybody develops differently. Exley was by the time he was two, he wasn't saying much. He's seven. He still gets the fucking eight and the ten mixed up. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> we're playing Skippo. He's like putting the eight down. I'm like, no, it's a th- th- ten. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know it's like so different mm-hmm. and this is just one family they both came from me and they're so different at at, at these ages and i mean for like for me like i have twins so when oh, they yeah. were babies like there's came out at the same time well three minutes different but <laughs> they you know and totally different totally different from the very start their feeds like my daughter was very chill she was always like this every three hours girl she just you know was very content all the time my son had to be feeding more frequently he wouldn't sleep if he wasn't he was definitely more clingy like they were completely different babies and parents now sometimes like I didn't think about it too I was too you know when you're in it you're like drowning so I wasn't even thinking about it but parents are like, why, why is, why is this baby doing what th- this baby's doing something different than this baby? Why is it happening? Why are they doing? They're very different and they change over time. So it's, it just is, it is what it is. We just have to kind of follow it through, but we always think there's something wrong. Yeah. And I had something come up on my breastfeeding bootcamp page the other day where somebody posted a question and she was like, the baby's nine months old and breastfeeding is painful again. Why is this happening? What's going on? And it's like, I think we get to a point with with breastfeeding where we're like, you're you're kind of like think you're smooth sailing and then something happens and you're like, okay, now what? Why am I having pain again? Or why is yeah, the baby eating right. every 20 minutes again? Or what? It's like something must be wrong. And it's like, and my first question was, she getting teeth? Oh, yeah, there is one popping through. There you go. You know, so sometimes it's just something that's very like, we just have to recognize the signs. But it is not uncommon for things to switch up on you. It's true. And time. I have so much more to say, but should we take a break? Oh, shoot. Yes. I Holy know. Crap. It's late. I okay. know. I just looked for a second ago and it was 12 minutes. So <laughs> I don't know where the last six minutes went, but. Sorry, hopefully guys. Hopefully it was helpful. No. I know. <laughs> we were obviously into it. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Fairhaven Health. The original milk saver is designed to wear on the opposite breast while breastfeeding, but sometimes we're leaking in between feedings when we are on the go or at work. The Milky's Milk Saver on the go is a discreet and comfortable breast milk collection system that requires zero effort on your part. You simply slip them into your bra while you while while your milk collects inside them. When you are ready to empty them, You pour your collected milk into a storage bag to add to your stash or to use for any of the dozens of uses of breast milk. They cannot be seen under your clothes. They are small enough to carry in your purse and reusable. 
These can also be used to protect sore or cracked nipples while they heal as they create a small, open, protected area around your nipples. Save your precious breast milk, money, and the environment by cutting down or even eliminating the use of breast pads. Breast milk is worth saving. Check out the Milky's Milk Saver on the go at Fairhaven Health, that's F-A-I-R-H-A-V-E-N health.com, and use code BADASS for 15% off of your purchase. And today's episode is also brought to you by Sarah's Chill. Never worry about safely storing your breast milk or formula again. Sarah's Chill was invented by a mom for moms and offers guaranteed convenience with their double-walled stainless steel container. A little bit of water and ice is all you need to keep your breast milk or formula safe for 20 hours. No more lugging around chunky coolers and dozens of containers. You can pump and double pump all day into one sleek container. The chillers are dishwasher safe, airport friendly, and last a lifetime. Use it for wine, coffee, or any of your favorite beverages or snacks when you're done breast or bottle feeding. Head over to Saris Chill, that's C-E-R-E-S-C-H-I-L-L dot com, or check them out at Saris Chill on Instagram. And use code BADASSBREASTFEEDERS25 for 25% off of your purchase. BADASSBREASTFEEDERS25. And these sponsors and the promo codes can be found at BADASSBREASTFEEDINGPODCAST.COM under our show notes under this episode. Um, Our show notes will also include further information about things we talk about in this episode. And at BADASSBREASTFEEDINGPODCAST.COM, you also find our breastfeeding resources, all of our other episodes, and information about scheduling your very own one-on-one online lactation consultation with Diane. So what you got? And we're back. So what you got? Okay. So I just wanted to, I don't know. I was just taking notes like as we were talking. (laughs) But I remember talking to a friend of mine in the park and it was, I think it was after Exley, I was nursing Jack and I think Exley had been born and I was like tandem nursing, I think. And I was talking to her and she was like, I don't know. I was talking about how much we've been going for a while. And I was just like, I don't like it anymore. I don't like this. I don't, Mm -hmm. it doesn't, I hate it. (laughs) Like I just hate breastfeeding. I hate all of it. And um, she looked at me and she goes, yeah, breastfeeding evolves. Oh, like it evolves. And I was just like, oh my God. Yeah, like you're going to go through so many stages and phases. It's like words of wisdom right there. Breastfeeding evolves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, you're right. And so then it evolved into something else. Not that long later, you know, and like so your 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 child is going to constantly, constantly change. And the way you feel about it is going to change, too. And like, if you want to stop, go ahead and stop. But also know that if you're struggling and you don't really want to stop and you're just struggling with how you feel about it, that it's going to change into something else. Not that long. If you really are breastfeeding, like, you know, into like toddlerhood, which I think probably some of the people who have been listening for a while are. I mean, Mm -hmm. this podcast has been on for four years now. Yeah. So if you were listening from the beginning with a baby, you have a four-year-old. Or, you know, a couple of years, you know, you're, they're getting older. Um, and I do believe that people are nursing toddlers mm-hmm. probably more than ever now. Yeah. Not more than ever in our history, but I mean more in like maybe the last couple decades. Or at least coming out with it more. Before yeah. I think they used to hide in a closet. Well, but. yeah, that's true. But people also used to wean at at the recommendation of their doctor more. Mm-hmm. And now I think people more are going... 
I don't know if I'm going to listen to you. We also have to think about like kind of playing off of what you were saying with, you know, breastfeeding evolves and everything. I, I hated it in the beginning, like the first couple of months. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't just the breastfeeding that I hated. I hated the whole thing, you know, the whole recovery and adaption and transition. And that for me was, was really hard. So that's what I didn't like. And the, the more, but you know, you just like blame it on everything. And I feel like breastfeeding gets blamed for everything anyway, but really just didn't like it. So you have to think about almost like, okay, I am not happy with this breastfeeding relationship right now. Is that what I'm unhappy with? Or am I just really struggling with the stage we're in? Because sometimes the stage you're in is just hard and unexpected. And you don't have to like every stage. I used to do a support group with a um, very wise, very, very smart therapist who was like, one day she goes, you don't have to like every stage. You don't have to like the newborn stage. You don't have to like the toddler stage. You don't have to like it when they're teenagers. You don't have to. It's, it doesn't mean you don't like your baby. You just don't have to enjoy that stage. But then everything that's in that stage, you tend to dislike. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. And then it evolves again and it changes again and, and it's different afterwards. And then you're like, okay, I can handle this for a little bit longer. Yeah. I mean, there is not anybody who is going to like them waking up constantly through the night. No. Like, who likes that? And I was like, oh, I love this stage where they wake up every half an hour to nurse. <laughs> or they never let go of my nipple. As soon as I try to take it out of their mouth, they cry. Yeah. No one's like, oh, yay, that's the best one. Like, everybody hates that. It's not just you. And that's yeah. part of them growing too the the changes of of breastfeeding as they get older is their sleep is going to change which is going to affect the nursing behavior and which freaks people out too as soon as the baby sleeps for a while then they're like oh my god yeah i think they slept too long even all you want is sleep but then when they sleep you're scared but then once they start waking again Because that usually happens. Like when I have parents that tell me, oh, yeah, the baby's sleeping, you know, long stretches at like two, three months old. Like it can happen, but it usually doesn't stay like that. I know. They're like, oh, is this okay?" I'm like, yeah, just enjoy it now. Right. It doesn't typically stay like that. And then when it does change again and you can go back to our our episode on developmental milestones, like it's totally a developmental thing. But the first thing somebody will tell you is it's because of breastfeeding. Or give them more food oh, yeah. or start them right. on solids or you breastfed them to sleep. So now they're going to, this is what's happening to them and, you know, all this stuff. And it's like, that's not the case. This is not, we have to kind of look and see what's going on here and, and check out all the things. I saw a mom the other day, this baby was a little pork chop, like totally <laughs> this little chunk monk baby and was waking, you know, every three hours during the night. And she was like, I don't know. And and of course, like we had become more efficient. This is like a great example, actually. He was three, you know, six, seven weeks, something like that, had become more efficient. So was only nursing and mom had a great milk supply. So it was only nursing for like five minutes or something, five, six minutes, but then was waking every three hours at night. And she was like, I don't know, like, is he not having full feeds during the day? Like what is happening? I don't understand. And his was fine. Like his milk transfer was amazing. He fed great. Like there was no issue there, but I thought it was more of like a, almost like a reflux, you know, like I think he was really like that milk was just, he was just getting so much milk 
and then waking during the night for different reasons, but then needing that comfort to go back to sleep. And in her mind, he wasn't getting enough to eat. And this kid was like a chunker. Like, no, he is fine. Like there's, like, there's nothing wrong with this baby. But he was just like, she's reading it as every time a baby wakes up, we read it as they're still hungry. It's like, no, everything, right. everything adapts. And it doesn't necessarily mean, yes, when they're like a minute and a half old, they're waking for different reasons, too. So we always just label it as, oh, it's because you're breastfeeding. And breastfeeding isn't enough to carry them through the night. So, yeah. And then you have a baby that's not a chunker. And then the doctor is like, well, he's obviously not getting enough. Right. Yeah. So it ne- like never, it, it never, <sighs> you never Nobody win. Nobody can win ever. No, you can't. It's just losing. <laughs> you just lose at everything and then you die. I remember, you know, when I got divorced, my divorce lawyer, and I don't remember how this even came up, but I remember him saying something about, because the kids were really young. They were like, you know, two or three years old or something like that. And something about them sleeping and they were always pretty good sleepers but i remember him saying oh that's unusual for breastfed babies and i was like mm, okay you know and it's like I, I don't know. He know i don't know <laughs> but you know i was like in a divorce fog so i don't right. really I, I don't know why that even came up like but i i very distinctly remember him saying that and um and I think a lot of that, that is the impression that people get. Breastfed babies do not sleep well. And it's like, that's... That's such crap. It is crap. Babies, babies sleep like crap. Th- that's what it is. Babies, babies don't do not sleep, sleep well. Like babies do... And what is well? Babies <laughs> don't sleep like you? They're not right. on your schedule, which is inconvenient. That's all. It doesn't yeah. mean there's something wrong with them. They're not on your schedule and you're mad about it. Right. I get it. Like we don't, it's like annoying and exhausting. And it's, and ex- it's yeah. you know, it's very like, especially in this day, in this world where like, where we, you know, we're totally isolated families where we're, many people have to go to work mm-hmm. and you're completely responsible for absolutely making everything happen. And you have so much stuff to do during the day when you don't sleep at night. It feels like utter chaos. I mean, it is chaos. It's awful. I mean, I... But there's nothing wrong with your baby. Your baby's just being a baby. That's all it is. And they're just growing and they're changing constantly, (laughs) constantly growing and changing. And when you see something that changes, that means they're growing. It doesn't mean that something is wrong. But we always have to try to figure out what, what is the problem, right? You have a baby that was sleeping six hours and now... All of a sudden at four or five months old, they're not doing that anymore. And you're like, all right, what's the problem? Well, is you know what? Milk? This is what What's I happening? wanted to say too. It just as as so human beings and are the brains that we have, we are wired to think negatively. Mm-hmm. This is a survival skill. This is like this is what has kept us alive. This is just an instinct. So we tend to think it protects us and keeps us alive. So everything that happens, your brain is going to go. Well, what's wrong? You're just going to look for the danger. Because this is just how we are. And so you, you know, you have to, I mean, it's really hard to be conscious about it, but it's what happens, especially with babies when you're, when you, when you're, you're kind of like hyper aware of your baby all the time, when something changes, you're going to go, what's wrong? Uh I have to protect my baby. So I have to see what's wrong. But 
this is why education helps because then you can say, oh, I actually know that this is supposed to be happening. I actually know that this is normal. And when you're in it, it feels like forever. You know, when you're yeah. like in it, it's like, oh my God, this will never end. But it really does, then it, it's going to change again and be completely different. It's so hard to know that. I remember it like is. looking back and thinking about like those early days and just how much you're in that moment fully and you can't see that there's something different coming next week. Right. You can't see it at all. You're just in this, like, it's in, it's like a heavy, thick fog where you can't see, you know, your hand in front of your face. You just can't see anything different ever happening. But it does, and things will change again. And then the breastfeeding relationship will change again. And it might be a little bit more difficult or it might be a little bit easier. And then it'll evolve, evolve again. And you don't have to like the phase but it it will happen. You're not going to stay um, in one place. Yeah. So they so babies start to eat more efficiently. Mhm. And um and then and then and then sometimes reverse <laughs> to just spending more time there maybe just not even eating, just comfort nursing, which yeah, a lot is of normal. I was going to say yeah, but a lot of that is developmental. They're just they need that comfort, they need that security. And parents really get a, like get offended almost by it. They're yeah. like, well, the baby's using me as a pacifier. The baby's just on there all the time. The baby just, I'm like, well, you're their person. Like you're their comfort. That's where they get their comfort. That's what they need. Like it just, I don't know. We really, we look at these babies like, why aren't they doing their own thing? They just need to get with the program. And it just yeah. is not happening. Yeah. They won't get with your program. <laughs> Ever. No, I'm ever. Kidding. Yeah. No, I know. I was, just, you know, the other yesterday, I was so irritated with everybody in my house. And I was just like, I live with too many people. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't want to live with all of these people walking around with free will. I know. This is really, they're in, it's just very inconvenient and annoying. And they, they actually get worse because then they start saying no. They start understanding that, you know, they, that they have like their own, they can make their own decisions. They can actually like not do what you tell them to do. Yeah. So they won't be like on you all the time eventually, but they'll still be way annoying. Yeah. They'll still be annoying too. I know there's but some so what other I'm changes like do people see what happened? What, what other changes come with age? I know we're almost done, but, uh, but I mean, we're talking about more frequent feeding. We're talking, you know, more efficient feeding. We're talking about wakefulness. Wakefulness, more efficient feeding. You're going to feel it like definitely as your breast milk starts to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Your body starts adjust. to adapt to everything and, you know, regulate. That's what I'm looking right. for. You're going to feel less full. You might leak less. That's normal stuff. Um, but that's always things that people question, like, is my milk supply still good? You might have pain with latch again, depending on what's going say, on with your baby. I latch is going to change as their mm -hmm. mouth gets bigger and they forget. And, and the other just... thing that has to do with that too, and I didn't even realize this, but a, a speech therapist who specializes in infant feeding told me one time, like, once they hit, you know, certain milestones in their growth development and they have those growth spurts, their jaw's growing, their facial muscles are growing, everything right. is growing and that changes how they how they latch. So all of this stuff is evolving. Yeah. Like your baby is not yeah, just staying the same. Toddlerhood, man. Yeah. 
you got to start all over again trying to get them to latch in a comfortable way. Yeah. So all this stuff is very, very normal. And it just goes with the changes of your baby. So as your baby changes, just kind of in the back of your mind, know and expect, oh, okay, I might see some breastfeeding changes with this too. I might notice that the latch feels a little different because we're going through a growth spurt now. You know, like just just kind of keep that in the back of your mind because it, it could very well. And if it doesn't and your baby just glides right through, perfect. But yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.